Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is June 13th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina. And if you're new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. He is the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and comments today. If you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. I do have to give you the bad news first. Here's the bad news. We're all sinners. It means we've missed the mark. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. So we deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of the cross uh, by Jesus Christ. He died for our sins, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved from this eternal damnation. You'll want to begin to start living for him and not for the world. As scripture states, we become ambassadors for Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. The gospel can be found in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. God bless you all. Thank you for coming on with us again today. First of the day is coming by, from uh, Bible Gateway, BibleGateway.com. It is Luke eleven thirteen. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? God is good. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here, to do this tonight. And uh, we do welcome back our usual uptime panel, and we bring back Brother Bob Barber, Brother Kevin, excuse me, Brother Michael Pels, and Brother Bob Barber. Howdy. Excuse me, Bob Hagen. Man, oh, I, I am not doing well, that Actually, Bob, I'll wait for that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, so two Bob Barbers, right. I do apologize, guys. It's uh, been a long day for me. I have not gotten much sleep. Um, Kevin Hookman cannot make it tonight. And uh, we do uh, we do wish him well on his travels. He's uh, he's traveling. That's all we're going to reveal at this point because that's all he revealed to us. And uh, we do pray for his uh, safe travels. He's going to his bunker right now. That's what he's doing. <laughs> uh, you guys hear about Hillary? Clinton? Hillary Clinton's in the hospital now. She went what? to the hospital. No. She was fine one moment, then she got really sick, and they she like disappeared. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah I so I heard about that, and uh, now she's gone. And, you know, it has to make you wonder where we're at right yeah. now. Well, who's who's that, Bob? Hillary Clinton. Oh, she they're disappeared going, again. Going, yeah, they're all going into hiding now. Oh. They're going, to go, they're, going, they're going into the mountains where they're going to call for those rocks to fall on them. Oh. Well, yep. Oh. Hey, uh, we're watching. We're we're yeah. <laughs> we're watching very closely what's going on. In this I'm world. really concerned about what's happening to Hillary Clinton now. That makes that I know we're all me to hear that. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank yeah. you everyone for your grace and uh, you know my fumbling on my words tonight. And uh, you're you're all awesome. Thank you for coming on for another uptime. Um, yeah. And yeah. So uh, let's good to let's be with you, up. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> You're the new Bob Barber. Yeah. Uh, so, Bob, let's start with you. How was the week? I know you had a, an excellent video on uh, on how the solar flares could definitely disrupt a lot of things going on uh, in today's society. So uh, tell us a little bit about your week and um, and this latest video that you. Absolutely. So my week has been pretty eventful. 
uh, just working on that video. Then I was doing stuff with Brother John Boucher, and I was able to get on there with them uh, yesterday. Dr. Barry at all and Brother Aaron and um, <clears throat> Peter and everybody there. A lot of guests came on there, and it was just a really good time. And, you know, we know that uh, we know they, they're doing that snap drill now. It's in progress now. The biggest uh, snap drill, um, the biggest exercise that NATO's ever done. Okay. So they're getting ready to do something. You know, snap drill could turn into, you know, basically it's, it's a, it's a front for, hey, we're, we're practicing, and then they go into the real thing, you know. So the fact that that's going on right now and, you know, the video I put out about the uh, about the solar flares, you know, we all, you know, we know the solar flares are dangerous, you know, mm-hmm. and we know they're going to be here. But when new information, when I find new information and, and when, when it really narrows the gate about when this stuff can possibly happen, I had to make a video about this. I wasn't planning on making that video last week, but you know, that's what the Lord does. I, I'm getting ready to put this other video out. And then it's like, nope, you gotta focus on this. Put this one on the back burner. All right, and do this. And so I started making that video. What's today? Tuesday. So I put that video together yesterday. Started putting it together yesterday. Wow. And I gotta finish today. And um, so basically, in a nutshell, um, we have big solar flares that hit the earth. And they got really big ones that hit like every 1,000 years, 5,000, something like that. You know, of course, the Earth's only been around for 6,000 years, the beginning of Adam. Okay. But be it as it may, um, <clears throat> we're not too worried about those. The ones that we're worried about right now are the ones that come more often. And come to find out, the, the, uh, the solar flare that took out the, all the power grids in the Carrington event, that solar flare is as x class 50 okay and uh it's a it's the highest it's the highest it's actually the most most powerful because you got a b and you got a b c d classes and it goes up to an x okay x is the most powerful and it's not just and x's start from they go from x1 x10 x20 and then they get to like x50 all right this was an x50 for the carrington event all right and it generated a KP9 plus solar storm, all right? And yep. what happened, it took out all the electricity on the planet, all right? Fried the telegraph towers, all right? Fried the batteries inside the station, stuff like that. Now, it wasn't much of an electrical grid back then, but now we have this huge electrical grid. We all live off this electrical grid, whether it's underground or above ground, all right? And just because above ground doesn't mean crap. Because they've been studying this stuff, and they're finding the sediments in the rock and evidence in the rock, and they dig down how these solar flares have been pounding the Earth every 150 to 200 years since the beginning of time. Okay, pretty much. All right. So that means we are in that time window right now because this every 150 to 200 years. This is what got my attention, and this is why I made the video. It's because it's every 150 to 200 years when this X class 50 hits the Earth. Okay, and basically the like I said, the Carrington event was X class fifty, took everything out. Okay, but the data showed that from one hundred fifty to two hundred years. But the thing is, the hundred fifty year span was here and there. The two hundred year span here and there. But what was alarming is they showed that uh, that the uh, the data showed that they were uh, actually recording them every hundred. And 64 to 168 years. 
And right now, we are sitting at 164 years since the Carrington event. This is the most common window right now for that thing to hit. All right. And we are right now. And the fact that our our sun is out of control right now. I mean, this thing is really, really revving up. And right now, the sun is currently turning at us right now. The the four or five huge, gigantic, I mean, these things are huge black spots. Not so much on one side right now, but this week is turning at us right now, and it has these big ones. It's almost like all the spots on the sun went to one side. It's like it's concentrating all its firepower on one side of the sun right now, and that's where we're at. And right now, that's pointing at us for the next, uh, you know, that's going to be like we're going to be in the, the range of that, you know, possibly hitting us over the next week. Okay, so we have that going on. All right, but the main thing to take away is this: is the fact that it's 164 to 168 years, and we are going towards solar maximum. Hmm. And that starts, we're actually entering solar maximum next year, okay? And we'll be in the solar maximum basically through the scope of supposedly the seven-year tribulation, if it's going to happen, to 2030. So Mm -hmm. the sun will be in position to do God's bidding, like the Bible says in Revelation chapter 16, right? Where the angel pours the vial on the sun and scorches the men on the earth. And, and And how can the sun scorch the men on the earth? Well... The, the electrical magnetic field, electric magnetic field must be down. Something has to happen to it to take it down. And these these solar these solar storms, these um, X class, you know, they could take down or temporarily take down our magnetic field, you know, for at least 20, 24 hours, days, or even weeks. Not permanently, but they can take it down for as long as God needs it. And if it's not done long enough, I, I'm pretty sure God could th- keep throwing these solar flares at the earth and keeping that grid down the entire time you know just be just be happy we're not here right bob okay <laughs> because it's uh, yeah. pretty bad Gee whiz. That's right that's right ahead of us right now i mean we are seeing a total setup i mean that's just a piece that's just a piece i mean not yeah. that's happening here on the earth right now yeah yeah, yeah there's that's that's a uh, man and there's so much about that guys because uh what bob was saying there's actually a guy named john nelson that worked for the rca research uh station way back during world war ii and he was actually commissioned by the dod to find correlations between the sunspots and electromagnetic fields and radiation and communications because when they were sending troops in into normandy into Omaha, all the beachheads, and they wanted to make sure when they were doing these major offensives, there wasn't going to be any radio communication blackouts because that was like huge. You know, it's not like today where we we have satellites and other forms of communication. But, you know, something interesting that they also found during their research was that there's increased earthquake activity, not just from the the sunspots, but from the electromagnetic field and the radiations caused by the CMEs. And also planetary alignments, particularly with Jupiter and Saturn. I thought that was really interesting information. And the only reason why I know about this is because I actually just studied this yesterday. So it's really interesting that Bob brought this up because, yeah, it's it's totally, totally possible. And that's more likely what's going to end up happening. That's why we call you the professor. Yeah. Because you get all this information. But, you know, Bob was just saying a couple of minutes ago about the, the, uh, that these, solar flares have been pounding us for 
years. Yeah. You know, and they're not the huge ones, but they've been pounding and they've been weakening things. And if you know anything about uh, geography and, and uh, tectonic plates, these plates are, they slide. You know, when there's an earthquake, they'll, they, they either go up or down or they go sideways. And if they're being constantly pounded, they're being weakened. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the West Coast, where I'm from, they had many, many different faults. You know, you got the San Andreas, you got the Hayward, you got, yeah. the, you know, there's all kinds of, it's called the Ring of Fire, the yeah. area from the, that goes down the entire West Coast and, and loops back, goes down into Central America. And then it comes back around Japan and up in Alaska. But that's, you know, I don't know a whole lot about that stuff, but I, I do know that, you know, you, you keep weakening something and eventually mm-hmm. it's not going to be yeah. taking a whole lot to completely bring it down. Yeah. You know, it makes, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I mean, th- doesn't it make you wonder sometimes though, like how much of it's by design because there's a, um, DARPA DOD project, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. I'm not going to say any names just in case, but it's an array of antennas. Okay. And, um, they're able to shoot electromagnetic waves into the ionosphere and superheat it and send energy <clears throat> that might or may not be directed back down and actually cause the mantles to superheat and cause tectonic shifting. So that's something interesting. If you guys haven't ever heard of that before, you should check into or, that array or, of antennas. Or, or fires in Canada? Yeah. No, no that yeah. could possibly Or mis- mysterious no. uh, hurricane or typhoon patterns and directions. Now, you're afraid of mentioning specific names. Are you talking about the name of individuals? Or are you talking about the name of this Construct. The name of the array of antennas. Array I don't know. Okay. All right. So I won't mention anything either. Okay. Well, there, there was some, just to be on the safe side. Just the Marx, the right. Marx brothers had a, one of their members had a name that was very close to what Michael's talking about. I'm not going to say. I may or may oh, not have put it in the it's, chat. It's a shame we have to dance around these words now. Yeah, and no, it's it's a, just kind of it's like walking on eggshells. You know what's messed up, though, is that uh, our, our, our magnetic field's getting weaker. Now, some people say, mm. oh, Bob, uh, there, there, are solar, there are solar flares and storms that hit the Earth. You know, that's why we have the, uh, the uh, auroras and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's because there, there are A, B, C, and M level storms that we go through. Okay. But not an X class. No. Yeah. Last time an X class hit us was a Carrington event. They, you know, if you take one X, an X class one, you have the X class one is ten times more powerful than the A class solar storm, okay, or a solar flare, all right. But then you go from X class one to a ten to a twenty, and then to X class fifty, okay. Now you 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 are sequentially sequentially. Yeah. You know, doubling yeah. and tripling and quadrupling this thing to the X class fifty, and the, the 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 sun's always kicking out the solar flares, especially if it's in um, solar maximum. But very rarely do the X class fifty shoot out of this thing. Very yeah. rarely, and very and very rarely does it come out. And 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 the chances of it hitting the Earth when it very rarely comes out is like almost close to none. Except it happens every 150 to 200 years, you know. Yeah. So that's where we're at. And right now, the Earth, uh, the the uh, the sun's getting easier and easier and easier shots right now. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. at the earth, you know, and that's by design. Well, we have yeah. a little bit of a clip. We have a clip from what you have taken from suspicious observers. Uh, I yeah. believe I did send you that clip a, a, a couple of days ago, but that we should play that just g- give people an idea of what's going on here. Uh, let, sure, me, go let me add that now. Of that 150 to 200 years range, we're in the red zone. If it happened tomorrow, no serious solar physicist or geophysicist would be shocked beyond belief. And our time is certainly running out. What's worse, Earth is becoming more vulnerable because we are in a geomagnetic excursion. The magnetic poles are shifting, but more importantly, the magnetic field protection of our planet, our protection from the sun, is weakening. We have seen it impacting the upper layers of the atmosphere and even the jet streams, but more important than the slight modulation of geophysical phenomena, the sun is getting an easier and easier shot at our planet during this magnetic pole shift. The important thing to take away from this is that what we see around us is not going to continue. These storms routinely pound our planet and we're due. For the first time, we are in an electro-dependent society, unlike the past, where nearly everything that keeps 8 billion people alive will be impacted if not taken away completely. Are you ready for this to happen? The sun doesn't care if you are or you aren't. It's coming. It seems like we're in a war of culture, economics, politics, good and evil these days. Seems fitting. The sun is set to declare war on our entire planet. He makes a great point right there at the end. Entire planet. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is, uh, you know, a little, little unnerving. But um, again, we, we have nothing to fear as uh, believers in Christ here. Uh, but the, the, the whole premise of, you know, something happening, an elect- electromagnetic storm, there I am, go again, right? Uh, it's just, just amazing to think that how much we rely on technology today where they didn't back then, how much that devastation that would cause in mm-hmm. regard to our technology infrastructure so um just just some thoughts on that guys i mean really i mean jesus lord jesus come quick <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes perfect sense that we're at this position right now 20 20 30s a year yeah, you know, yeah. say something michael well the, the, oh the no i was just the, <clears throat> the way that okay. things are going uh, you know in this there's so many things happening. It's just, you know, these guys, um, you know, Bob and, and uh, Michael are putting these uh, videos together and, you know, explaining these things and, you know, a whole lot more knowledgeable than I am on these things. But I'll tell you one thing that has not changed. It's that people need to have Jesus Christ. You know, that's, that's what it boils down to. They're really... You know, right now there's a lot of people that are that are really afraid because they're seeing these things happening. You know, they're doing news reports about su- suspicious alien activity, but um, like Bob was saying earlier, that that um, if they're coming to from all these light years away, don't you think they'd want to help us? But no, they want to try to convince us that what Jesus Christ came and accomplished is not real. He was, you know, an alien and, 
Now, I've heard all kinds of stories about what he was, who he was, and all this, all this kind of baloney. But the Word of God says that he's the only begotten Son of God, and and that uh, no man comes into the Father except by him. You know, and every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. Not every other knee, or every third knee. All you elitists out there, do I get in trouble for saying that? I don't care. It's the truth. Because you don't, you can't have enough money to buy your way into protection from what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, uh, and it's a free gift. He talks about that in Ephesians. The, Amen. The, the Holy Spirit was given to us. And we're sealed until the day of redemption. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not sealed to the day of redemption because of our goodness. Oh, you know, it's because of everything I accomplished that I'm good enough to be to be to, for God to save me. That's not the way it works. It says we were enemies. We were enemies of God, Michael. We were enemies. We weren't, you know, like if you and I yeah. were mortal enemies, we wouldn't be talking. But now Amen. that we're friends, we're talking. Yeah, you know, and and it's, it's by grace you're saved through faith. Not of yourself, you know. It's not we're we're not supposed to be boasting, you know. We're not down here boasting about how much we know. No, that's the mm-hmm. farthest thing we're do- from what we're doing. We're just we're trying to get people to wake up to the point where they realize that, as I say every time I'm on here, give Jesus Christ a chance, and don't mm-hmm. do it tomorrow. For Pete's sake, Amen. do it now, because we're not yeah. we're not Greg. We're not even guaranteed the next minute, mm-hmm. especially now. Yeah, especially now, you know, uh, I love what you said there, you know, exactly right. These, you know, aliens are like in the news now. You just, we we showed that clip. We were looking at that clip earlier. New, I mean, they're they're in the mainstream media news now. Uh, I told you guys uh, last week, the Pentagon released all the rest of the information to Congress about the UFOs. Congress is not doing nothing with it. So now the Pentagon's upset with Congress because they're holding back information for some reason. You know, and then you have a uh, Yovo Noah Harari. He came out just recently and said, and I quote, he said, the Bible is not correct and AI will produce the new Bible. So you have these aliens showing up, telling us, hey, that what you know about Jesus, that's not correct. He's actually with us. You guys got this whole Jesus thing wrong. What about your technology? Hey, can we make flying cars? No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. We need to talk about Jesus. What about giving us immortality? Or how can we grow another foot tall? I can be a foot tall. No, we need to talk about Jesus. That's all they care about is Jesus. There's like that's red flags all over the place. And yeah. now you got uh, this guy. Like I say, he wants to have AI reproduce a new Bible. I mean, that's all they care about is the Bible. In Jesus, okay, and yeah. the fact that uh, now what's the, the, the even the W uh, the W the World Economic Forum, they're also calling for um oh not just uh yeah I, I said that right didn't I you bowl for Harari yeah I did say yeah that. Harari yeah he's, yeah, he's with the W E up yeah so, yeah. Um, yeah so yeah they want to make a new Bible okay and he said that at least they think they might get some type of they might get one religion or two religions correct. Okay, that's all they care about now. And if you don't think so, look at the laws they're passing. All right, they are totally intolerant for people having freedom. They won't take everything away because when they introduce this new religion, you have no, you will have no freedom. You hardly have anything left. You own nothing. You'll love it, right, Michael? 
You only, yeah. and, and, and at that point, when they have full control of you, they can introduce this bullcrap religion to you. So that way you can bow down and follow it. And if you reject it, they'll cut your head off, according to the book of Revelation, chapter 13. It's all making sense right now. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some pretty interesting things out there, depending on, you know, how far down the rabbit hole you go. And I suggest not going too far down some of these rabbit holes at all, especially without prayfully discerning your way through it. But there is a gentleman. There's a gentleman named Sergey Monts and he was uh, friends with Gene Roddenberry. And again, he, he was the, I guess the godfather, if you will, of Project Bluebeam and the ousting of that entire operation. Now, whether it pans out that particular way, I will say a lot of the things that he mentioned is actually in line with what's happening now. But one of the more interesting tidbits from his perspective of what was going to unfold was that basically that they were going to use holographic technology, fake alien invasions, and actually merge all the world religions into one and explain the aliens are supposedly going to explain how they were in all the different religions and that they're all being brought under one umbrella religion that Jesus and Muhammad and Buddha and all, all those other ones are going to be saying that they're really just one little you know, little G guy. We know Jesus is the only way. So completely incompatible with scripture. So it makes sense why they want to actually rewrite the Bible because you would have to get rid of verses like Jesus saying, there's no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Right. You, you would have to eliminate all that for those particular viewpoints to work, but it's really scary because they actually have a lot. I was thinking about making a video about this, but there's a lot of, actual patents guys going all the way back to like 1995 the early 2000s about v2k or voice to skull technology that will actually allow them to communicate to you without any kind of implant it's completely wireless and if you think this is just a joke i implore you to do your research and be a good berean because the patents exist the technology is old guys it's like Started back in '95. I mean, it's ridiculous well, the kind of technology the, the, they're going to have. You know, the adversaries, the prince of the power of the air, waves. Okay, you can add the word "waves" to that if you want. Yeah, the Bob Hagen translation of Ephesians. But um, you know, there is, there are principalities and powers. You know, we're we're wrestling not against flesh and blood even though it looks like we are i mean there's a lot of people out there that are have uh, sold their souls to the devil literally for their fame and wealth and fortunes but i'll tell you right now what michael was just talking about the technology does exist and i I believe that because i've also read about that you know suggestions uh, that's why it's so important to have the word of god in your mind um, that's why that's Amen. why that's why it's so important to renew your mind. Right. Uh, we're supposed to have the you know the word says we have the mind of Christ. Uh, we have the mind of Christ because we have Christ in us, but we have to renew it to what the word says, and that's why they're going. That's why they're going after the word, you guys, because if they can get rid of the word, like uh, you know, have it to where you can't bring Bibles into schools in particular parts of the country. And we happen to live in one of those states here. Um, you know, it's okay to 
have all this all this junk, you know, all this witchcraft and all this other baloney and have Harry Potter books all over the place. But when you when you really want to teach people about the truth and you really want to show them that there is there is absolute truth and there, you know, it is available to have a more abundant life, then you're the one that's painted as some kind of fanatic. I'd rather much I'd much rather be a fanatic for Jesus Christ than anything else I can think of. You know, you want to call oh, yeah. you want to call us a hey, Jesus man. freak, that's fine. Yeah. You know, the freak back in the day, the freak was the was the one that was had all the all the different multicolored clothes on and like me, you know, and things <laughs> like things like that. But um but at the same time, we're not um you know, it's like the verse says, they have a form of godliness, Michael, but they deny the power thereof. And and the, the key to that verse is that denying the power thereof, they have power. Bob talked about that earlier. I mean, there's a lot of power. There's a lot of, you know, they have a tremendous amount of power, but do they have the power of God? No. That's why we're not afraid. Mm-hmm. If we If we didn't know what we knew, we, I'd, I'd be scared right now to yeah, death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff going on that's nasty bad. Yeah. And right. the, uh, the, um, that collider they have over in Europe, I can't think of the, what do they call that thing? Hydron. The, uh, Hydron, 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 Hydron collider. Hydron yeah. Mm-hmm. They say we have one right here in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> they say they're, they're, they're very, not, serious. Yeah. not too far away from where I am. They're very close to, wow. to breaking through to a, a, another realm from what I just read. Oh well, yeah. That's because uh, Revelation, oh, yeah. chapter, Revelation chapter nine, yeah. verse three talks about how that door CERN's going to yeah. be open. You were, you were talking about that a couple of weeks and, back, Bob. About yeah, that, that you know, they're getting, getting the yeah, of course they're about very to open close. that door. I mean, they're almost there. I mean, of course they're yeah. about to open it. They're 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 pulling back the corner of it. the The lock is starting to get a little loose, but it still won't and, be open to that. And that's going to be coming na- down with that key. That's going to be nasty bad. Oh, that's yeah. going to be some kind of well, bad. Well, you know what? <laughs> the fact that you know it's amazing. Going back to these UFOs and these aliens, you know, they have a, this is a person that wrote this book back in the 90s through channeling. And I guess these celestial beings gave this woman the the whole concept of, remember that book I showed you called Project World Evacuation? Okay. Hmm. Basically, uh, I took a picture right here. It's a picture right here. Okay. Basically, yeah. in this book, it, it uh, details how there will be, all Christians are going to be removed from the earth because Christians like us, we are not in lockstep with this whole transhuman next step of mankind to become these new beings. And they know that. So according to this, we are supposed to be removed from the earth. Okay. And these are these celestial demons channeling through this woman when she wrote this book. Okay. And what's funny is that the one of the beings that was um, uh, actually telling her all this information was the same spirit of Esht, uh, Ishtar, okay, Asterix, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> the same principality we're dealing with right now with all this trans, with all this trans stuff, and you know all that stuff, the rainbow people, okay. That same spirit is really come to the forefront now, hasn't she? Okay. Totally ruling. I mean, since 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 uh, January and February, 
going to the Target stores and, you know, what they're doing with the kids and everything now and all that crazy stuff. That's that spirit. The same spirit that said, hey, we're going to, these Christians are not going to get along with what I'm trying to do here. And they're going to be removed from the earth because they're not locked up what we want to do. So basically, if the Bible, and this is a, this is a funny part, if the Bible, if the Bible is not, if the Bible, uh, the, the rapture and the removal of Christians from the earth was not true, then why are these demonic forces laying down all the groundwork to explain away the rapture? Okay, why, why, <laughs> oh, yeah. why are they laying down all the groundwork right now? Okay, the people that don't believe in the rapture, the demons do. Okay, they, they're even writing books about it. They know it's coming. They know when we leave, it's all the oxygen free for them. They got yeah. no hand restraint holding them back. That, that's a no hand restraint, man. It's open season for them. Just they are they are salivating for the rapture right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they they totally want that. And you guys talking about CERN in the comments or in the live chat and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's actually interesting. I kind of want to touch base on one more aspect of that because you have. Revelation nine eleven, which in and itself is kind of interesting, you know, the verse and, and chapter there. But it says, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. Apollyon. Well, from the research that I've seen and gone through, I've actually, well, we know for one outside of Geneva, Switzerland area where CERN is the LHC is located. You have Shiva, the little G God of destruction, which is in that ring. And there's also been mock things that happened out in rituals in front of it that had been captured, whether they're mock or not. I don't know. But one interesting note that I have found that a few other researchers had brought to the table was that, it actually sits on an ancient temple to Apollyon. And I think that that's actually very interesting because oh, yeah. literally in Revelation 9, 11 talks about this very thing. So whether that's connected, you know, pray about it, I but that's it something is. very, yeah, I think so too. Personally, I think I, so. But I know that, I know of that article and that research. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, brother. And like I say, stated before, we do have, a hydrogen collider right here on Long Island. Um, it's oh. a, uh, it's from the Brookhaven National Laboratory. They've been working on that for for years. So we have that, and you can see you can see when this thing heats up. You can see it from space, believe it Whoa. or not. And I think the same Whoa. deal with CERN. Um, but I believe there are a number of them throughout the throughout the United States too. Uh, there might be two others. I may be wrong about that, but I know there is one right around the corner from where I live. Um, and what is the real purpose of all these uh, colliders? Supposedly it's to, you know, in the scientific speak, to uh, discover the beginning of the universe, right? Or to see how, how life was created. The God the particle. The, the God particle, so to speak. Exactly, yeah. Bob. So now the underlying fe uh, feature of that is the uh, whole aspect of, uh, possibly opening up portals, right? We've heard that. We've heard that numerous times, oh. especially with CERN. Are they opening up portals to windows to another dimension? And when we think of other dimension, what are we thinking of? Obviously, we're thinking of we're thinking of hell, or we're thinking of the abyss. We're thinking yep. of that 
that aspect and it can't be good what's going to be coming out of it but that's kind of along the lines of the conspiratorial aspect of it and a little bit of the spiritual aspect and there's a lot to it that's that's spiritual too folks i mean we have to realize that the stuff we're dealing that man's dealing with you know i believe satan the fallen angels they're they're kind of working hand in hand in trying to uh to co- collaborate uh with certain people at the top okay um i don't think there everyone knows about the spiritual aspect of it uh certainly i believe most scientists are going there trying to discover when uh, the universe began how the universe began um but again what is what is this whole underlying aspect of of the of the demonic portals that are possibly being opened with these things so just just something to throw out there okay? i have a theory about all that yeah about the all these colliders the colliders are doorways okay they're doorways but the energy that's needed to pull these entities through these doorways like a suction okay i think i believe that's where the nuclear bomb comes in okay uh, nuclear explosions, they act as transducers, drawing demonic life forms. That's the theory. They'll draw demonic life forms through these interdimensional portals or like wormholes, okay, through electrogravitic propulsion, okay? So when a, a nuclear bomb is detonated, the energy, the electromagnetic pulse, that's the energy that's generated from it, okay, is the same energy that's being generated inside that electro- collider, Okay, same type of energy. All right. So now when think about it this way, we have all these colliders all over the earth. All right. And they want to have this big global nuclear war. They want nuclear bombs everywhere. Why? Because when you have all that energy everywhere, they can open up all these doors. And then that energy is there to pull that energy is there. Hold on a second. That energy is there to pull all those entities through those collider doors. Okay, so what about that? What do you guys think about that? Because, you know, I, I even though they want to have a nuclear war to wipe everybody out, but I believe there's a far, there's a further darker objective that has to benefit them. Because why nuclear war? Why did you just do a big biological warfare and kill, kill everybody off? Why does it have to be nuclear? Because they need that energy to mm. pull these life forms through these collider doors. That's a good point. Okay? Yeah. Good point. The energy is, I mean, spirit is energy. I mean, spirit, you know, our beings, it's all energy. Um, so it makes perfect sense. Bob, that's a very good analysis analysis on that. I appreciate that. Um, what do you guys think? Oh, I think yeah. it's pretty I mean, stuff. <laughs> they're really, uh, you know, nobody in their, nobody in their right mind would want to start a nuclear world war. But these people aren't in their right minds. They're, they're, uh, the word says they have a reprobate mind. Yeah. And that word reprobate means a mind void of judgment. Other, another way of saying is they're crazy. They have no sense. Yeah. So a nuclear, a, a nuclear bomb, a nuclear blast, and, and, and we've talked about this before. Once the first one starts to fly, or once the grid is out, and once the first one flies, they're, they're not going to know it. And then when they, by the time they get knowing the first one's flown, there's hundreds of them that are airborne. So by that time, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, communications are going to be down. And uh, but 
as far as the energy that it takes, it makes perfect sense. And a lot of them are probably, you know, here's another thing you could think about. A lot of the, a lot of those nuclear intercontinental ballistic missiles probably are, are programmed to target those colliders or near them, you know, near those areas, Switzerland, uh, I'm sorry to say, up up in Long Island. There's other parts of the country. I think they probably, there. I I can just about guarantee you, there's one up in, up near uh, North Dakota, up near Minot, because there's a uh, there's a you know they have the squad that carries the um, the A bombs up there. Uh, so they're probably already programmed. It's already programmed into them for that before someone decides to pull the switch or put the code in or whatever it is they have to do. But once they start to fly, it's, we, we want to be out of here. Game over. It's, it's going to be game yeah. over. Yeah. It's going to be about all that. You think about all yeah. the energy being released. Do you think that's why the rapture takes place too? Does yeah. Jesus use that? Does Jesus use that energy for his purpose? That would be a lot of energy during that. Time. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot yeah. of energy. Yeah. yeah. I want to be, I want to be in that number. <laughs> I wanted to be, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the, and some of the, and some of the comments come quickly, Lord Jesus. Yeah. I had second. Yeah. That. <laughs> well, well, scary yeah. right now. If you guys, did you guys hear that they're sending 24 F 16 fighters? Well, yeah. they said they're sending them to Ukraine. Actually, they're already there. Okay. Because they won't reveal that and then try to send it and have Russia blow them up before they reach the ports. Okay. So evidently they're already there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now Ukraine has these F-16 fighters that are able to carry a nuclear payload. So yeah. Russia's worst nightmares have started to come pat, come to pass. So now, guess what? <laughs> you know, what did Putin say? Putin said Europe is going to become a place of skulls. Okay. Yeah. And America as well. So the, these guys, you know, there's there are so many demons running this country right now. I think there's more demons in this country than any other country running r- running any country, okay? Because they know, and we all know, there are no winners in a nuclear war. There are no winners. Nobody's going to win, okay? Just mass death everywhere. And the fact that now we know why these demons want to do this because, one, it's, it's twofold. They can kill everybody, and two, they can also use this energy so that way they can pass through when they get kicked down into the earth. They know mm-hmm. their masters are coming here. They're, the Bible says yeah. the fallen angels get kicked down into the earth. So if they're getting kicked down into the earth, they want to they want to hedge their bet and be able to be able to walk the uh, living plane with the mortals. Okay, and only way that's going to happen if if they're able to use this event and open these doors, the colliders. And use energies from these uh, nuclear weapons to uh, be able to pull them through. You know, it makes sense to me. I mean, after this all takes place, all you see is the Bible talks about all the supernatural stuff starts happening on the earth. How did that all come about? Because we don't see none of that happening right now. So there, there must have been some huge amount of energy that was released, Greg, in order to make this happen. Okay. That the nuclear war would do it, but also the rapture resurrection event. Okay, so evidently we, I think we really do see a turning point coming here shortly. Oh yeah, 
Without oh, doubt. Yeah. Without well, the good, doubt. Well, let's talk about it, the good news, you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, good news, take it you away, Michael. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is a lot of good news. And just to kind of touch base on what you guys were saying about this and the energy, I mean, you can't dismiss the idea to being that it's coming from the occultic perspective that it's going to be a mass sacrifice. And that has a lot to do with the eugenics and depopulation agendas out there. But uh, something I was kind of thinking about over the last couple of days, and um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this, but I'm sure most of you guys have probably heard of Nikola Tesla. Oh, yeah. You guys familiar with him? Okay. And his Tesla tower and um, how he wanted to create this uh, free energy, right? And and tap through ley lines, free, unlimited wireless energy. And there's a lot of engineers, very a lot of engineers now who have looked and examined the Giza pyramids and have seen that these things potentially essentially work just like a Tesla tower, right? The Nikolai Tesla's tower. And furtherly, I think it's very interesting that a lot of Egyptologists have found water erosion lines on the Sphinx and the pyramids themselves. And they say that there's no way that this could possibly have been built in that time frame. So a lot of people think it goes back. Now they go back to this date of like, you know, 11,500 BC. But I'm thinking that possibly this stuff is fallen angel tech from pre-Diluvian Noah's time frame. Mm-hmm. Now this is really interesting because, you know, it says that there's no new thing under the sun. So you really start. And when I, when you take the Bible literally, and you start thinking about that, like, hey, there's no new thing. So then a TV or or a cell phone, you know, being able to communicate even in this fashion, the form factor might change, right? How we're doing it versus how they've done it in the past. But essentially, the same principles are taking place. And I thought this was really interesting. And my mind kept going down this this rabbit hole with Noah, right? Because everyone thought Noah, just like everyone thinks we're crazy, they thought he was crazy. And we have talks about the Genesis six and the genetic, you know, mutations and things that were going on back in those time frames. Because think about how advanced this technology must have been, guys. The things that we probably obviously we're hitting the same points now, but it, it really started making me think, well, you know, they obviously had the the rivers. There was rivers on the earth at that time, right? We had the, the Euphrates and the other four rivers. So I'm sure they had rafts. They probably had rafts. You know, they probably they should have understood if they had technology like this, they should have known how something floats. Right. So I think that maybe the this is all conjecture and hypothesis and just kind of examining. And I was thinking about Noah and the ark and how God gave him the exact perfect dimensions for an ocean not just an ocean but for a vessel being out at sea that's being tossed in a tempest in a storm something that never would have existed back then so even if they had floating vessels none of them would have been able to withstand the storm and how interesting would it have been them seeing Noah out there building it from wood and they were probably like this this crazy guy what is he doing think he's building some kind of ship out of wood and it had rain I started thinking about that yeah and so they had probably all these like metallic rafts or something you know God only knows what they had back then they're probably mocking him to scorn and he trusted God. And just like all of us guys, we just trust God because he is our yeah. ark of safety. Yeah. 
And yeah. it's so important. And it's so interesting because it's it, okay. You go all the way back and you can even think about possibly Atlantis. Was it real? Was it not? Was it a fallen angel city? I don't know, but they have these things called the Emerald tablets and the key of the Emerald tablet was immortality, right? To be immortal without God. And it's the same narrative ye shall be as gods and when i found out one of the first lines in it was do what thou will oh, really? i was yeah. like whoa uh, yeah oh whoa. crazy it all, together then, it, it? it all starts coming back together and i was like these fallen angels are up to the same old things and just like yesteryear you know with poor noah we have our ark Guys, board the ark, believe the gospel, because it's the only way we're going to make it out of here. Jesus yeah. is the only way. Yes. Yeah. But you got to see, you're, you're narrow-minded by saying that, Michael. That, yeah. you, know, you don't believe that there's 4,850 different ways to get to God. And and, and, and crazy uh, for thinking that Jesus is coming back soon. I mean, oh, that's just, you know, where's the promise of his coming? It even says yes. that in the word. It's That's right. It's, uh, yeah. you know, and the thing that's interesting, to, to quote my brother Michael here, use, um, the Bible has, stu- has stood the test of time, folks. Amen. It's been around for a lot longer than we have. Right. And it's been proven every, every day the world proves the word is true. And it gets more and more succinct and it gets more and more. Um, detailed, you know, there's a lot of details that obviously we don't know, but there are a lot of things that are happening. If we could see the spiritual warfare that is going around us with our physical oh. eyes, oh, could you imagine what we would be yeah, seeing right now? I don't think we'd be able to handle it. I don't think we'd be able to handle it. We wouldn't be able to because we'd have to have our, you know, we're, we're going to have to be completely changed. Yeah, it's we bad. have to be in an even playing field with them in order to be yeah. able to take some, even look at something like but there's that. Not, there's not a reason to be you know, afraid if you you know, have the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, God is not, it says in the word in 2 Timothy 1.7, he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of the sound mind. He's given us a sound mind. And yep. you're looking at a guy right here that many years ago did not have a very sound mind at all. Very unsound. And there's still some people who think it's unsound at times right now. But <laughs> I like who's right here. <laughs> as my brother Kevin would probably agree to at some point. But we're, we're very uh, fortunate that we have the word of God. And, and why do we have all these different verses here? We have we have the written word of God so that we can put on the mind of Christ. Uh, and Amen. when it says God has not given us a spirit of fear, uh, that means there is a spirit of fear. And, there, and all you have to do is turn the TV on. You see it all the time. Yeah. If you power, don't go ahead, go ahead. The, the power, dunamis, the love, uh, and the sound mind. You know the 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 power is the power of the Holy Spirit in operation in our lives. But we also need a sound mind, don't we, Bob? I mean, we, yeah. with the type of stuff that you're doing, 
the videos you're making, if you didn't have a sound mind, you'd be cuckoo. Oh, I'd be stuff I make scares <laughs> the crap out of people if they weren't saved. Huh. Yeah. You know, and I love the fact you brought this up. Second Timothy one seven four. God had not given us spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So there's a spirit of fear going on right now because everything I just talked about er- earlier. But we have the Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit indwells us, gives us power, love, and a sound mind. Now you mentioned what's what's the good news about everything I just talked about this nuclear and all this stuff like that. Okay, well the good news is according to the Bible. If you go to Revelation uh, chapter 5, verse 9, Greg, I'll show you why that's the good news right here. Because if you go to Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, it says, and listen to the way it's laid out right here. Okay, this is us raptured to heaven, okay, before the seals are open, okay? We are the crowd that is redeemed from all kindred, tongues, and nations, not just Israel, all over the world. That's mm-hmm. us, the body of Christ. Okay. And Amen. as I read this, I'll show you. Revelation 5 9. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy. Here it is. Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. Now, the seals are already open. When we get up there, what would we say? You were worthy to open the book and you open the seals thereof. It's not past tense, it's future tense. Okay, he hasn't opened any seals yet. If people just read the word of God, it's right in front of you. It's future tense. That's right. That's right. Yep. They are it- so thou art worthy to take the book, and that's us telling him in heaven after we get there. Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people and nation. Yeah, okay. folks, you know what's interesting about this real quick? Is this has changed in other translations. Mm-hmm. Most of the other translations, it says redeemed them. It doesn't say us. It says redeemed them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. look at the connotation in that uh, and how that has been changed. And the, the dynamic there is when you, once you change that word from us to them. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's not really talking about mm-hmm. us anymore, is it? Right, so, it gets confusing, yeah. yeah. Folks, you can yeah. take a look at that. Even I know in NIV version they've changed it. Uh, I believe uh, they have changed it in, in New King James Version as well. But anyway, you can research that, but it, I could, could let you know there's a big difference between that word us and them. Oh, yeah. Um, and other translations, this, is, this has been changed. Go to Just verse 12 there. there too, Greg. Take it to verse 12. I'll show another example of this. So, so if you just yeah. go down to verse uh, 12, it says, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Okay. If it, if it already happened and all everything happened, the seals are open, everything's running, we would say... Uh, Worthy is a lamb that was slain that has already received power. Right. It would have said received. It would have been past tense. Received power and riches, wisdom, strength, and honor and power and blessing and glory and blessing. So it doesn't say received there. It says to receive. Mm-hmm. And 
We're not up there yet saying that to him. Okay? And we are redeemed from the earth, from the, from the previous verse. The Bible says, it said, you have redeemed us from the earth. Okay? Mm-hmm. And what did Jesus say? When all these things begin to pass, look up for your redemption. Draw, draw nigh. Draw nigh. Draw nigh. Yep. The Amen. rapture and resurrection Hallelujah. event for us, the body of Christ. Okay? Yeah. So the corporate body is taking up there. His governmental body is up there alongside him, who is the head of the body. We are all up there together, one all together. And now is the time when he opens those seals, which begins the uh, the narration of Daniel's 70th week on the earth, the 70th tribulation. Hmm. Just read the word of God, people. Yeah, well, that's it, Bob. Bob, it's it's really a, a yes. very interesting and, and uh, dynamic point that you just made. Just read what's written. Yeah. Read what is written. Don't change it. Don't put don't put your own uh, private interpretation. And the Word of God says that it, it is of no private interpretation. Mm-hmm. So if it says uh, what you've been reading there and has redeemed us from to has redeemed us instead of them, you know, for me to start going in there and changing words to suit a particular ideology. I think doesn't it say somewhere toward the end of Revelation that that's not a good thing to do? <laughs> I mean, there's I one who changes certain, the words of the yeah. There's a certain yeah. there's certain things that go on with that. So why would just think about this question for a second? Why would the Creator of the heavens and the earth, who gave us this wonderful Word of God, the Handbook for Life, the greatest love story in history, why would He leave it to us? to try to explain it. You know, I mean, we, we understand it to a certain degree. We don't understand all of it, but thankfully mm-hmm. we understand enough of it to be born again, which is what, what I'd like to, you know, exhort everybody to do tonight. If you haven't, hey, if you're a Buddhist and you're chanting, it's time to put this, to roll the scroll up and, and, Look to the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, like I, mm-hmm. you know, or Amen. if you're whatever it is you're doing, you know, if you're into the black arts or into the white arts or into the rainbow arts, whatever arts you're into, you know, if you're not, if, if you really, you know, this, this section right here that Greg just brought up, you know, it's, it's the Brethren, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, Amen. by which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and he that he arose again the third day according to the Scriptures. See, it's the truth. It's the truth. He did get up. History proves it. But we know he yep. we know he got up. We're sealed with it, it's such an honor to be sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. Yeah, it's it's it really awesome. I mean what what more do you what more do you need? Right. Uh, really nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you no. know, Lord teaches us to be content, right, with what we have. What to we be have. content with our food and raiment, you know, which spiritually we can see that. Well that's a hard that's a hard thing to do as an American, Michael, because Americans are so bloody spoiled. 
Yeah. You know, we've had so much, we've had so much of an abundance for so long that, you know, if I don't have a, fa- a fancy, like this one person at work has this car that's worth like $80,000. I looked at that yeah. and I'm thinking, I'm sure glad I don't have the payments for that thing. That's what I thought. I know. I got a you little know, shuttle right. craft hoopty in it. It's oh. a beautiful red shuttle. That George, <laughs> I love that your, thing. That's your George Jetson mobile. Yeah. I mean, George Jetson, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See, people get these fancy new cars, and guys, I am not saying anything wrong with having a nice new car. But, you know, if we run into something or a shopping cart hits our little shuttlecraft, I really don't care. I mean, it's got plenty of marks already. I'm just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> you know, but you got this $100,000 car, and a shopping cart glides across the parking lot and scratches the paint. You know, people are like, ah. Uh. So you now, know. now everybody knows that Michael has a shuttlecraft. Remember in Star Trek? Let's release our shuttlecraft, Captain. I'm sure Beat everyone's jealous up, now. Buddy. I'm sure everyone's jealous now and wants one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want a car like Michael has. And I, I, I've seen Michael's car, too. So I've shown it. And I was changing out the struts. That's the miracle mobile is what we call it, right, Michael? <laughs> Man, that that literally is a miracle vehicle, guys. Um, I had a, uh, oh, what was it, a T-Bird. And it, man, it, it lasted for a while, but it just, it died. It was before I really started working on vehicles. Well, uh, my wife's dad showed up the next day out of nowhere and actually gave us this car. Now, this has been about six or seven years ago, but... Man, that little car, guys, and the miracles God's done during that. I know if you've ever seen any of the uh, live streams on my channel, one time I talked about how I had, um, Bob, you're a mechanic. You'd probably be blown away by this, too, that the tire. So when you air an inflated tire, when it's sealed onto the rim, you know, if you can push hard enough, you can actually break that bead and that tire and let air out of the side of your tire. Well, I had a crack in my rim that is so big you could practically shove a piece of paper in it and how did i drive did we drive on this tire for six months without ever losing any air amazing i remember when i rolled it up there to get the new the new alloy rim the mechanic he looked at me and he's like i still can't figure out how this tire has been holding air (laughs) Was like that thing should have been out of air. Jesus, yeah, it it makes no sense. Absolutely defies everything. I was like, God, only you could have kept that air in there because you knew we needed that car to get us from point A to point B. Yeah, we had the money for that. Yeah, I mean, it's just oh, the tires started. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's that's like like the Israelites of desert. Their their shoes never wore out. So that's saying. That same blessing is there. I, I've had it where my mom was praying that they wouldn't run out of gas, and they were stuck in the mountains in Tennessee going somewhere. <laughs> and that car sat there, ran on empty for like two hours. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I mean, what? How, how is yeah. that possible? Yeah. Why would, why, would, why would God care about stuff like that, Bob? Because he he cares about every every aspect of our lives. You know, he cares about the safety of Michael and his wife and his daughter. You know, he yeah he cares about, you know, people, every, our everyday lives, you know, things that, that we're doing. We're, we're talking about some heavy things here tonight, but, you know, the 
folks that are tuning in, he, he does care. You know, he's, he, well, how can God allow this and that to happen? There's a lot of bad stuff happening in the world, but like we've been saying, there's also a lot of good things happening. The good things that are happening is that you still have time. You still have, uh, it's available for you to, to uh, change lords. That's as simple as way I can put it. You know, yeah. there's this a shirt that would say, I've changed lords. I used to be party of the first part, second part, and every other part. And now I've, <laughs> Jesus Christ is the one that's, you know, my master. So Amen. he's Amen. the one that's, uh, he's the reason uptime is here. It's not because of, of uh, Greg's eloquence, although he's a very eloquent man, Greg. But it's not because of his eloquence or his greatness, although he's a great man, too. Oh, I didn't but show that we're, the, we're at all, the opening of this video, at the opening of the presentation. Oh, that was just, I just that, was, that, that, was cla- that was classic Messina. Was, <laughs> <laughs> you should see us on Thanks. Sunday sometimes when we're doing the, as he leads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not him, it's me. I, I tell you, mm-hmm. I'm replacing Old Testament prophet names with other people. <laughs> Hey, uh, Greg, can you pull yes. up uh, Revelation chapter 6, verses 3 and 4? Because I know we're talking about heavy stuff tonight. You got and it. I forgot to make this point here when I was talking earlier. You know, when we're in heaven, Revelation 5, 9, we're standing before that throne and Jesus opens those seals. Okay, here's mm-hmm. the point. The point is that we are in heaven before that throne and once we leave in the rapture resurrection, it's a, it happens in the moment, the twinkling of an eye. Okay. And we are up in heaven. So we are outside of time. Okay. So, and the Bible says, you know, a thousand years, like one day, one day, like a thousand years. So you can just imagine. Okay. And the fact that we talked about before how the nuclear bombs that are basically the main, you know, a plot of destruction that's going to be used here for multiple purposes are all over the earth now, and this is what everybody's afraid of, these nuclear bombs, okay? Well, we should not be afraid of them because, first of all, the nuclear bomb, atomic, remember I talked about atomic came from the word uh, atomo, which in the Greek, which means moment, which means instant. So the weapons of mass destruction have the same symbolism as the rapture resurrection event, as 1 Corinthians 15 uh, 51 to 53 in the moment, the twinkle of an eye for last Trump, we change. All right. So the are the weapons of mass destruction has the same narrative as our departure. Okay. This is all starting to come together now. All right. We talk about the colliders and the energy needed to pull the entities through the colliders, Atomo. Okay. All that. Now, with that in mind, first of all, you're not going to have a mass destruction of that scale unless the hand restraint is removed. Okay, and the other point is I want to make right here, Revelation chapter six, is that that's not going to happen until the red horse rider rides. Okay, so we already established in the previous chapter that we are there previously before he opens those uh, before he opens uh, the book, before he opens the seals. Okay, we established that. So with that in mind, go you go right here. It says, and when he opened the second seal, I heard. The beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. 
three points here. One, it was given to him that he thereon would take peace from the earth. The first nuke you launch takes peace from the earth. I don't care who you are, where you're at. Everybody's going to be like, who's going to get hit next? Uh, the news, the mainstream media just put out the top six cities that are going to get bombed with a nuclear attack. Okay, they're they're putting it out there now. Okay, so you take peace from the earth when you launch that very first nuclear weapon. One, two, it says that they should kill one another, just not with swords and guns. You're killing one another by shooting nukes at each other. Okay, weapons of mass destruction. And three, there was given to this this horseman a great sword. Okay. You give this horseman a great sword, that great sword is a sword of mass destruction, mass death, okay? This horseman is not going to be riding around one person at a time stabbing people, okay? It's going to be a huge sword. It's just over continents, okay? It's going to be massive power, okay, with with this horseman. And like I said, we're up in heaven. The rapture resurrection takes place before any nuke kills anybody. Okay, now we might be looking at a very short time span. Remember we talked about that, Michael, where that time span could be like, I mean, we're taken out of here and we go through that whole thing in heaven and the first nuke drops and it could happen within a, a window of 10 seconds. Yeah. Okay, we're gone, do all that, and the nuke drops in 10 seconds. It, it could be that short because we're outside of time. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. What is, what you know is kind of uh, interesting? What is, our, what is our great sword, though? Great oh, the sword, sword of spirit. The word of God. <laughs> yeah, the word of God. Sharper than any double-edged sword, dividing a center, soul and spirit joint. Discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. I love I love that scripture. And um it but what came to mind when Bob said the great sword, I don't know why, but and <laughs> what came to mind immediately was the Denver International Airport mural with the um SS style soldier with a gas mask and he had a big Arabic sword. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if anyone's ever seen that before. Yeah. But uh that's some creepy stuff, guys. And um do you also know who else has that gigantic curved Arabic sword? Um they belong to apron wearing people. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. You'll see it on little red hats. They support children's hospitals. And on the top of their hat, they have a tassel and that Arabic sword. Just throwing that out there. It just shows you that everything is hidden in plain sight. It's like everything, guys. Everything's just converged into this moment now. We're so close. We're literally seeing the days of Noah be fulfilled. I mean, how amazing is it? I just, it's, it's scary for those who are not believing, but for us, Man, it's it's so exciting because we know we're that much closer to finally having our new bodies, finally being face to face with the Lord and finally being with each other. You know, we'll finally get to meet so many watchmen, watchwomen, uh, brothers and sisters in the body of Christ that we've communicated, you know, over letters or emails or videos. It's going to be such an exciting event, not to mention it's all of our birthday party. At the same time, <laughs> that's the main reason. <laughs> you can't get any, yeah, you can't get yeah. any better than that. We're gonna have a birthday all at the same time. There you go. Yeah. Let's do it. Right. See, that's good Happy news. Birthday. See, now we're getting into some, Love the now news. we're now we're getting into some good news. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, you know, there's a lot of it, you have to know the 
you know, you yeah. have to know what's going on. And a lot of people don't want to talk about what's going on because it is so negative. But uh, mm -hmm. these are these scriptures right here are very positive. Uh, we've been talking a lot, a lot, a lot about a lot of positive things tonight. Uh, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ's life was a positive. Uh, he went through. Look what he did for us. Amen. Uh, look what he accomplished. Hallelujah. And he, so you know, awesome. the word says he laid down his life. Thank you. For the, yeah. joy, for the joy that was set before him. That's you so know, awesome. It wasn't a joy for him to be beaten. And it wasn't a joy for him to be nailed to a tree and spat upon and beaten for days. But he did it for all of us. Yeah. We were bought at you a know. terrible price. Yeah. 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 Amen. Would you have done that for me? Yeah, but are we, we are still know, dead in our trespasses. Who, who are you asking about? <laughs> who are you asking? Oh, that's oh, not right. I couldn't ask him. <laughs> yeah, all right. but um, we're all you know. We should be willing to you know. No greater love has the man that he give his life for his friends. Yep. And and um, it, it's just it gets back to that. Yeah. First, and love covereth the multitude of sins. Yeah, for God so loved the world. You know, and he still does, and he still Amen. wants people to come to knowledge of the truth. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's really that's really why we're still here. I'm surprised we're still here, to be honest with you. But yeah, the, me too. The, um, what uh, what Bob and John Bowser and the other guys were doing the last couple of days, you know, it's we're just to get people to uh, realize that there's a lot. We're pretty close, but at the same time, there's there's hope. Amen. Know? You don't come on here to scare people. You can't scare yeah. people into believing God. It doesn't work. You know, the love of God calls a man to repentance, not to fear. Mm. Yep. You can't. Well, you know, if you don't listen to what I have to say, you're going to burn in five minutes. You know, that's that's not going to that's not going to win anybody. But if you tell <laughs> them about the loving, incredible compassionate savior that we have Ooh. maybe they'll take a yeah. look at it maybe they'll give it some thought and start to say well maybe this guy's right maybe isn't there to... uh there's a scripture though that talks about saving some right from with fear employing them hating the the garment even defiled by it or something i know i'm butchering that but there's there's something along those lines but still Regardless, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. And I'll never forget. I, I know I have may have probably mentioned this a time or two before here, uh, definitely on my channel. But when I before I was born again, guys, and I had that first encounter with the king of the universe, the Lord gave me an intense rush in fear, a, a healthy dose of fear of the Lord. And that wasn't something that I could conjure up on my own and I'll never forget it. But it was that fear that drove me to his feet, to, to his mercy and his grace and goodness. Oh. And then, you know, it's just that overwhelming love. And it's like, God, you did that for me. <laughs> you, you literally did that for me. You stopped that door from working. You mm -hmm. dropped, the fear of the Lord on me. You, I was so afraid, guys, that I went up like a huge flight of stairs because I was like, if I get in this elevator right now, I was like, I think it's going to come crashing through the floor. <laughs> I was petrified because I went to go into this building and it was, I'm not sure 
if I told you guys this, uh, I know I told Greg, but okay. So I went, I was coming back from lunch and I was still working in it, doing like server administration and stuff like that. And, um, my wife was dropping me off from lunch and she kept telling me, I feel like the Lord doesn't want you to go back there. I feel like, and in my egotistical mind at the time, full, you know, I was all puffed up. I was like, she just doesn't want me to have this job, you know? And man, guys, when I went in there and I slid my card, the access card, and I heard the tumblers and the lights change and it went from red to green and I touched that door handle and I just felt no, <laughs> that just like I just no, I felt it to my core and I couldn't even open the door and I was do I thought I was going to get struck by lightning. <laughs> God, he's this, this, this is not good, you know, but it was, it was, yeah, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Thank you, guy Viola. And it's so amazing because if it wasn't for God's mercy, in that situation, I mean, look how long suffering God is. I mean, he let me just, I mean, I was gone and I just thank the Lord for coming and stepping up and bringing me back to the fold that way. Because, you know, if it wasn't for him in that moment, it was like a domino effect, guys, because at that moment I knew, you know, I, I grew up, I heard about the Lord. I went to church, I prayed, but it was, it didn't go from my head to my heart yet. And um, we know a lot of people aren't going to make it because of the distance of 18 inches, right, from the head to the heart is what <laughs> Pastor John Barnett says. And I, I really like that. But I'll never forget that moment because a guy came up right from behind me after I had done it twice. And he was like, I was like, all right, I'm troubleshooting this. And I was like, here, you you do it and go inside. So he slid his card. I seen the red to red to green, heard the tumblers. He's like, opens the door. And I was like, wait, wait. I was like, stay behind this door. So when I slam my car, just in case it's not working, you can let me in. And the, the door shut and I slid it. Same thing. Of course, I didn't hear or feel any intensity that time, but yeah, I still couldn't open the door. And man, yeah. guys, I'll never forget. I sat at my desk. Hmm. I finished my last report for my boss and doing an inventory of the depot we had. And I, I packed my box and I called my wife and I was like, I had no plan. Guys, I had no plan, no fallback plan. I had, I was walking away from my entire career and look how God has provided. Amazing. You know, he's taken he care of us, all of us. Yeah. Amen. And it's like, God is so amazing, guys. And like Amen. brother Bob Hagan says all the time, just give Jesus a chance Amen. and he will blow your mind with his goodness. And then all you can, you can't help but see God's goodness. You're like, Jesus, you're so good. You've literally, and he did all those good things for me when I was still dead in my trespasses and sins. Are you kidding me? Like who, who is like God? There's none like him. There's, there's none like him. It was a very shocking experience for you there, Michael. Oh, you actually changed actually, my you, life forever. You actually did get, you actually did get hit by lightning. You know, that. <laughs> I probably did. Uh, Cedar. You know, it was, uh, no, the, uh, it, it says there's no uh, variableness nor shadow of turning uh, from, you know, the good things come down from the father of lights. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're called to be lights in this world. Maybe I'm stretching this out a little bit on this one, but. You know, we're, 
you know, in a lot of ways when people, if we're walking with the Lord, they, they'll see, they'll see something in you, you know, they're not necessarily going to, going to read the Bible when they first, when you first mention anything about Jesus Christ, but if they see something in you, it's different. They're going to, they're going to ask questions. We all have testimonies about that happening, how people will come up and they'll say, you know, how can you be calm in the midst of all the stuff that's going on? You know, and, and then you have an opportunity to share the word with them. Amen. Because, Amen. Of, what, because of what he accomplished. Yeah. We can, you know, mm-hmm. we can be yoked together with him. Amen. You know, that's um, right. It's, it's, How a, cool is it's that? a whole heck of a lot better to be yoked together with him. Than you know, I put this, I put Matthew 5.16 up when you were mentioning that, Bob. <clears throat> Let your light so shine before men that Amen. they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is heaven. Uh, this applies to us too, folks, uh, in this age of grace, right? Uh, let your light so shine. And, and we need to do that because um, we, we need to be that light in the world uh, for Jesus. Uh, he is the true light. And if he's living and dwelling in us, uh, we should be doing his works here on earth. Uh, we're not talking about being saved by them, but we talk about on uptime, you know, quite often about the reward uh, that is, uh, is given to each one of us. But we can dis- have a fine distinction between a reward and uh, salvation. Um, we're not talking about works. You know, we already brought that up. Ephesians 2, 8 before, 2, 8 to yeah. 9 is not by works. Yeah, that no man may boast. But, you know, there's some things that I think when we see these people out there telling the truth, especially on news media, it really yeah. gets me excited because I, I really enjoy seeing some people, even if they're uh, superstars, athletes, even uh, Tim Tebow, you know, if, no matter how you, you view him, right? The point is he is getting the gospel message out. He's getting the message out of Jesus Christ being the way, the truth, and the life, right? Um, so I just found this clip just recently. There's been all this talk uh, about the uh, the UFO uh, uh incident in Vegas recently. I don't know if many of you are aware of that, but just a few days ago, supposedly uh, a body cam, a police law enforcement body cam had picked up uh, this weird light coming down from the sky. And then there was a call not shortly after about uh, a group of people stating they saw some kind of being, some kind of creature out there. Okay. Um, What they saw, nobody really knows. Uh, but it seems to be all over the news. And I think this might be something that may be leading into more of a soft, if you will, disclosure yep. uh, on uh, the UFO alien agenda, which you say UFO alien, we say demon fallen angel, right? Uh, but I, I was really intrigued by this one, um, actually by these two ladies, uh, the women on this show, uh, The Hill, uh, they we're bringing up this whole topic and one of them had one idea of how these aliens are and has, has a whole different area of, of belief from the other uh, individual. I think, I think you'd be interested in hearing what they have to say, but it's very interesting to note how there can be somebody out there who can at least bring the truth to, to hundreds of thousands, even millions of people just in a, in a short moment of time. 
And I'm going to play this one clip here. Ambassador to the aliens. That's the job I want. That's incredible. I think you'd be really good at it for what it's worth. I, uh, I'm terrified of the aliens. <laughs> um, I think aliens are probably demons. That's like my weird Catholic nut perspective on it. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, well, aliens I- match the biblical description of what demons look like, like every modern conception of <laughs> aliens that we have. And so yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's not a coincidence that the sky fills with smoke and, and the moon is orange. And now all of a sudden alien spacecraft are falling from the sky on officers' body cams. It's the apocalypse. Bring it on. If any aliens are watching, I don't think you're demons. In fact, I <laughs> you would are like to be your aliens. friend, and I think you're great. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, that's... So you can see the different the dynamic here between the two and how they're kind of going back and forth. One has one idea of what the aliens are. They, she doesn't believe they're demons at all. Um, she, she embraces the whole uh aspect of these these beings coming down and um the other ones is outright telling her listen these these things in, are most likely de- demonic these these are coming from an evil source these are not uh benevolent these are mon- malevolent beings so um i really i love seeing that because it takes i think a lot of guts also to uh, Amen. come out speaking about that kind of stuff especially on a, a nationwide um uh, pro- broadcast uh, the hill. This is called the rising, but I I really think uh, a lot more people are going to be mentioning what we're mentioning, like here on Uptime, and there are going to be some other L.A. Marzulis that are going to sprout up in these times mm-hmm. and and warn people. Listen, this this is part of a deception, a major deception yep. uh, that uh, is coming from the uh, spiritual enemy, Satan. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoy seeing something like that. And, um, I may have misinterpreted what she said. I don't know if she said her non-Catholic perspective or Catholic perspective. Did you hear what she said, guys? It was her, uh, Catholic perspective, her crazy Catholic Catholic perspective is what she said, which is kind of, yeah, it, I think it's also kind of sad that we live in a state now that when we voice an opinion that's contrary, how people have to be kind of to have defensive language like that in order to not get labeled. Like you're basically saying, Oh, I'm kind of crazy. So, (laughs) you know, take it with a grain of salt, but man, the dynamic of the other host there, man, you can Mm -hmm. see how the conditioning on the mind has just been so effective by the government. I mean, this is like, I would say that's probably at least 80 to 90% of people I know I did not take a real poll, so I'm just throwing out hypothetical numbers. But I feel like most people you talk to would have that mentality now because we have all the satanic acceptance going on now with all the cartoons, the shows, the media. I mean, it's just it's really sad. It's scary and it's disturbing. So that split that's going to happen after the rapture. Man, I can't even imagine. I'm so happy, guys, that we're all going to be with the Lord at that point. Because it, could you imagine how frightening that would be for those people mm-hmm. that have no mm-hmm. idea what's going on? Man, yeah, that's, that's something. Yeah, that's that's a great deception for sure. Especially if it happens the way that all those who have you know whistleblown out in the past about how they're going to try to say that they're you know, gods that came or seeded this earth and it, man, that's they're in. And then you have voice to skull 
they're going to be able to beam things into your mind. They even there's even theories out there that they're going to use that technology to try to superimpose your own thoughts, like try to condition your own mind to make it feel like you're having thoughts. I mean, I'm not sure uh, you might know the name of the program, Greg, but I know Adobe has a program. I believe it's called Adobe Voice, and you guys are probably I don't know if you're into editing videos, audio, Adobe is one of the front runners and they have been for a really long time now. And um, you can do anything with Photoshop, right? That's always the, the ongoing joke. Oh, it's Photoshop. But there's something called Adobe voice that they've been working on and it can use AI algorithms to capture the smallest segment of your voice and they can reproduce your voice speaking any text, anything. So, I mean, how frightening is that if they couple that kind of technology back with the V2K? I mean, that's that's some intense stuff. So, mm-hmm. man. Just yeah, Revel- about Revelation that. 19, you know, that woman right there, like you said, Michael, she is, she she's taking hook, line, and sinker. She probably can't oh, yeah. hold the whole rod. Okay, she she's good to go. But, you know, <clears throat> the Bible talks about, you know, how the whole world is going to be deceived. You go to Revelation chapter 19, and was it uh, chapter 19, verse 20? And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image. Okay, so they're going to deceive the whole world. And then you go to, uh, was it Revelation uh, chapter, <coughs> chapter 13? Was it? No, chapter 12. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. The only deception that we see happening right now, the main one is this whole alien UFO crap coming right now. You see it going in that direction now. And the fact that that woman said demon, I bet you any, I bet you in the future, she's going to have to apologize for that. Okay. All that stuff's going to be censored. I know that stuff's going to be censored. They won't be able to yeah. call them demons. Right. Okay. There'll be discrimination against the uh, the so-called aliens, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll be, uh, they'll have they'll have their pronouns. They'll have their, right. whatever, their, their adjectives, what a weird stuff. But the thing is, they're going to have all that crap. So right now they're training the human population, you know, to understand that. So that way they'll be more accepted of these freaks yeah. when they yeah. show up. Mental conditioning. Yeah, yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. Bob Hagen, I know you have to leave. Uh, thank you for coming on with us. Well, I'm a, I, I was one of the aliens that landed. <laughs> so I have to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist that. Yeah, it's good, been good to be with you guys tonight. Uh, Great yeah, having good, you on. Good, good discussion. And uh, God bless you, Bob and Greg and Michael. We'll talk brother. to you guys God soon. God bless you, brother. Take care. Good night. Take care. God bless you. Take care. So, uh, yeah, I mean, some people are going to embrace it. We have to tell these people this this is a, a lie from the enemy. Amen. These things are not benevolent beings. Um, and you know what? If they if they say I, you're crazy, then they say you're crazy. And they, they right? We, we wipe the dust off our feet and we move on to another person. That's Amen. it. Amen. That's it. And we, we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. That's it. Amen. And Greg, who knows, mm-hmm. right? Who knows if you, by you exposing these unfruitful works of darkness to those who may not believe it yet, 
but we ne- we don't know what's going to happen in their future, and that may be a huge deciding factor to them coming to the Lord by losing their life and beheading in the tribulation period, because they're going to be like, wow, I, my friend Greg told me that these things were no good, that they were liars and deceivers, and it's exactly what he said was going to happen. So we don't know what you know how many people are going to be affected by what you say you know only god knows so it's so important to go out there and to just always tell the truth exactly and let your light shine right you know the bible the bible says that for god loved the world not worlds for god loved the world amen he gave his only begotten son that those who shall believe in him shall be saved okay so there are no other intelligent life out there on other planets, okay? It's just us, but from us, from Adam and Eve and Genesis 6-4, this freak uh, race of people that were not sanctioned by God were created, okay? And their spirits are not able to ascend, okay? So they're stuck here on the earth according to the book of Enoch, and Jesus warred with them, and we're warring with them right now, all right? And they're about to have their time here on the earth. Okay, so this 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 whole deception that we're looking at right now, you know, even our apostle Paul said that we don't war with flesh; we war with yep. principalities, powers of darkness. Okay, spiritual principalities. Okay, you know it's not you know it's funny too that the 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 the, the aliens respond to Jesus. The aliens respond to the name of Jesus just like the demons do. Okay, yep. what's the similarity to the demons and aliens when they hear the name of Jesus? They run like little schoolgirls. Okay, yep. they run for their lives when they hear that name Jesus. Okay, so do the math. Okay, yeah. they're demons. All right, yeah. if they're living, if they're grace, the basically these are just exosuits that the spirits are inhabiting. The grace is a failed human being. Okay, they they tried, they couldn't get the recipe right. Right, Michael? So they created these weird, big eyes, big mouth, weird things that spirits are inhabiting. And then I heard you got some other races that are like uh, Nordics and reptilians that are, if they're living on the earth, they have not died yet, so they're not disembodied spirits yet. But when they die, they have the same dynamic like we do, body and spirit. Okay, but we have a soul. They don't. Okay, yeah. So when they die, the spirit that animates their physical unsanctioned body, you know, roams the earth as demons. Yeah. Okay. So you can just imagine how many of them are here because none of them went to heaven. They're all here either on the surface or in the belly of the earth. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's crazy, guys, because they've been around, and we have so many cultures from around the world, ancient cultures in the Hopi Indians. I think I may have said that right, hopefully. But they have recorded in uh, Arizona, Grand Canyon area. They have recorded in their paintings and their, their culture and the stories passed down about ant people. And that's what they called them. I mean, think about it. They were little people with big eyes. What does that sound like to you? Mm-hmm. Grace, yeah, right? Grace. So, mm-hmm. yep, they have been around for a while. So, I mean, they were the ones that brought, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I can't, you know, you have to be a brand, guys. Yeah, there's certain texts that Scott Hines said in the chat, live chat, that 
you know, I can't encourage or even I would never tell anyone to go read anything outside of the Bible. But there's a lot of there's a lot of historical information, right? That the, the, the heavens declare the glory of God. It's all around us. And there is a reason why all these ancient cultures, like every single one has a flood story, right? Because why? There was a flood. I think there's 20 different cultures, ancient cultures. They have 20 different separate flood accounts from mm-hmm. different places from around the world. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, this yeah. is stuff that archaeologists have already found out. So this is known narrative that matches the Bible. The only historical book that is actually accurate and real Right. So mm-hmm. when we have all this proof from cultures that are separated by vast different you know distances, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like how how do I, I think at these these archaeologists and these researchers and I'm like, how do you guys how are you still not, you know, crediting the Bible for having an accurate account of all these events? See, when you, every culture seems to point to. Yeah. When you say grays and you saw I see all that um that whole aspect of their beady, big beady eyes and their their bulbous head, right? Um, I think God tagged them with that specifically for a reason, because everything he does has symbolism behind it. Uh, I agree. I know we call them alien grays, but if you really study their features, um, they look like locust heads. Um, because mm, you think about that, yeah, they, it has the bulbous mm-hmm. head and then it goes, you know, gets narrow. Right. And then you have the big, the big beady, the big eyes, right. The bulbous eyes. So it, it, if you really look at it, I mean, it's kind of been modified artistically. People have taken creative license to change it around and stuff. But it, I believe God tagged them with that for a specific purpose. And remember, don't forget about the locusts that are talking, spoken of in Revelation. Yes. Um, I do believe that he tagged those with a specific reason. And those are the locusts that come out of the abyss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's actually a fantastic connection there that I never even considered. But man, I can totally see that as yes. being a they, I mean, actual they are connection. Ins- there. They look like huge insects. Yeah, that's yep, that exactly really. Is. Yeah, man, they're that's like, that's some. Ugh, that's all, they're, yeah. Wow, they're all hiding too. They won't come yeah. out. I and mean, they're going to pour out power and control and all this stuff and everything you can do. Just come on out. Show us who you are. Oh, I forgot you're being re- you're being restrained right now. You're not allowed to come out because you're playing a part in the great deception we just talked about, where people end up taking the mark of the beast, ending up like you guys with a body that basically cannot be resurrected. Because, you know, basically, you know, when you receive the mark of the beast, you receive a dark rebirth. Okay, it's not it's not being rebirthed alive. You have a dark rebirth spiritually, which yep. does not end up with a resurrection. Well, actually, it does end up with a resurrection, but you're resurrected into a body that is able to take the lake of fire. Okay. And I've heard some uh, interpretation when, when these people, and when they are given their body for a lake of fighters, oh, great, we have a body again. No, they're basically going to be like worms. You have like a worm body. You have your head on a worm. It'd be like your face on a worm. And all you could do is sit there and turn around and fry in the lake of fire. You're not going to have any hands. Why should you have any hands? You're not going to do any creating. All you're, all you're going to be doing is cooking. Yeah. For eternity. You don't need hands. You're warm. Yeah. That's what Jesus talks yeah. about. Those worms that, that are never I, satisfied. That reminds me of that costume. I think it was last year at, at one of those galas. Someone was dressed as a giant worm. It, it was just disgusting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, someone said, I, oh, man, where are they? 
So. Um, someone in the Ricky Levine said, but no hair of a woman. And when I read that, take it for what you will, but what kind of comes to mind when it comes to the alien greys and that now this is completely just conjecture here. I'm not saying anything concrete, but, uh, you know, we, we see the picture in the Bible that talks about hair of a woman, right? The woman's hair is a picture of her glory, spiritually speaking. So it's possible that these things are coming with a false glory that are coming across the face of the world. So I could totally see that. Like I said, you know, don't take it to the bank. <laughs> it's just something to think about and pray about because, uh, you know, they're going to come with all signs and lying wonders, right? They're going to try to say that they are the only ones, right? Mm-hmm. They are the creators. They're going to have a false glory and being that spiritual picture in the scripture about the woman's hair, specifically a woman's hair, thankfully doesn't talk about a guy because I don't have any left. <laughs> so just throwing that out there though. I was say, uh, we'll get some questions here, Greg. Yes. Go ahead and pull up the first one. I just pulled one up, but I think you, you took it down, Bob. Did you take oh, okay. it down? I reason? thought I clicked it on accident. Oh, that's funny. I'm going no, through we it too. So at the same this time. You, want, you put this up? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. So this is from uh, Annette. It says, do you think the ramping, the ramping up of alien sightings is the last step before it happens? I absolutely do. Because, you know, now there are so, there's something about to happen that's supernatural, which is, a bunch of people disappearing from the earth, all the children and people. And the only way you can explain all that is through this, you know, this UFO alien thing that people just don't completely understand. It's an easy way to explain in a way. And I talked about earlier the book of the Great Evacuation, okay, World Project Evacuation, where they even write that they're going to remove all those who are not and locked up with their next level to, you know, the next, next level of humanity that they're heading towards, which are all of us believers. So I absolutely do. What do you think, Michael? Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Guys, I think this goes all the way back, you know, to the, I think it's Flash Gordon days, you know, all the way back to those old, old comics. They had to introduce space, multiple planets, they had to start building this narrative before they could even introduce the aliens. And then once they bring the aliens in the picture, then what was it in the, in the forties and fifties, it exploded. And they, especially after the Roswell incident, and then they just propaganda pumping it, pumping it, pumping it, pumping it all these years, especially in the eighties with all these, you know, the beginnings of Star Trek and uh, the movie alien. And it's just all been conditioning. And now that we've moved beyond the social conditioning with, you know, conspiracies and television shows and movies, now we're starting to see it in the DOD coming forward and talking about it. And now it's branching out to sightings. Sightings has been skyrocketing like crazy, like what Bob is saying over the past several years. So I absolutely 100% think that we are in line for the either a soft disclosure, as what Greg was saying. Or we're going to have just a hard and heavy and fast disclosure. I'm not sure exactly what's on their playbook. That, honestly, they, they probably have it set up to where they could do either or, depending on what fits their agenda better. I don't think they lock themselves into one like corner. I think that they have multiple hands. 
You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> let's see. Uh, next, next question is, let's see. Will the solar flares affect the weather? Well, they really can't affect the weather too much. The, sol- the, the flares itself, they think that they, they, that they don't hit the ground, but um, I believe they do. Okay. I've seen some people take a few runs at this whole thing. Uh, it does mess with our mag- it does mess with our magnetic field, okay. So if it messes with the magnetic field and causes gaps and or causes it to get weakened, then that shall def- that'll definitely increase the amount of the sun exposure on the Earth, okay. But as far as uh, it actually causing like rainstorms and stuff like that, I don't think so. What do you guys think? Well. I have heard of this particular concept before, and um, speaking about that event, I forget exactly the the way they phrased it, but that happened 11,500 years ago. They were talking about how a huge CME stripped off our magnetic covering, our electromagnetic covering, the ionosphere, and when that happened, they claim that... There was a crazy lightning storm that affected the weather, and they are now saying that they believe that the glaciers were all melted in a single day. This is science, recent discoveries, and science, recent explanation now, because I think they realize that there's too much flood narrative going on, so they're trying to explain what happened I believe, and they they say it goes back eleven thousand five hundred years ago. But they say once the protective layering was stripped off the Earth, there was a crazy lightning storm, melted all the glaciers in a single day, and caused a mass flood event. And there's some uh, uh, ev- there's evidence in Africa. Uh, I can't exactly remember exactly where it is. I think it's in southern Africa, where in the desert there's these rippling patterns across the the sand. But they say that they're about eight to nine stories tall, and that could only have occurred if there was a wall of water that was at least a thousand feet high, wow. rapidly going across the surface. So that's crazy, guys. So the Bible that says when the floods of the great deep broke open. And that water was just flying everywhere. I mean, could you imagine? No. Man, like, so science is saying that having our atmosphere messed with by a large enough CME event could cause catastrophic lightning storms. Now, what that would generate as far as, like, rain and all that, I don't know. That's just something I thought was interesting to throw out there to you guys. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, because I'm not a scientist, so I couldn't really comment. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not either, but it's kind of interesting. I like hearing how they try to explain these things away, because then I start thinking about it in a biblical perspective. I'm like, ah, I see what you're going with. You're trying to to explain away the flood here. Nice. The alien card is definitely the last card. Is that the uh, Illuminati cards? (laughs) Uh, I'm not really quite sure if that's what he's... Uh, referring to, but it must be a less card in the deck, so to speak, I guess, in a general (laughs) sense prior to the, yeah, Yeah, there's, there's quite a bit of those cards, the Illuminati card game. Hopefully that's an okay word to say here, but uh, Uh, they're actually been introducing, they had introduced more cards 
to that deck later on since its initial release, but it still supposedly remains a mystery on who's really involved in all that. But yeah, if you guys look at those cards, if you happen to watch uh, Project Bluebeam video I did about the truth is out there on the little cork board that you kind of see right here in the background, <laughs> I have some of those cards out there, and some of them are pretty interesting about what's going on. You do good work. Thank you, brother. Says next question here. What is the Great American Eclipse a warning of? On my book, I talk about how this is going to be the warning of the final division of America, and basically, it's basically it's like uh, you, well, the Bible talks about a brother turn against a brother turns against father, mother against daughter. Okay, everybody's going to turn everybody in. You're going to have the basically cameras in all the homes, and anybody that does anything, you turn them into their whatever ruling you know, military we're going to have here. Plus, it also, I talk about where, basically, that's the end of America right there as well. That's just the end of it right there. Whatever's going to happen. Uh, Deagle reports say that we will be depopulated. You're going to have, like, what, 200, 250 million people gone easily by Mm -hmm. next year. And they have not backed off from those numbers. In fact, they doubled down on it. So that's scary, you know. And the Georgia oh, guy that's called 500 million, they tore those stones down before all yeah. this stuff started happening. So uh, evidently that plan is in motion now and they don't want people pointing fingers back at them. You know what, what they're trying to do. Oh, it never happened. You know, good luck trying to find pictures or, or the pictures that shows the 500 million writing. You can't even find that on Google now. I could. Yeah, that's, that's something interesting, Bob, that you bring up there about the the guidestones. And something very interesting that I thought about that is they, there's like – it's absolutely rural location, right? It's in the middle of nowhere in Georgia. And they have CCTV of the exit getaway vehicle. But come on, guys, it happened in the middle of the night. They have the, the vehicle on CCTV. There's been no follow-up, no investigations. I mean, there's that that thing just stinks all over it, you know. I mean, it's like, wow, you're not telling me within several hundred miles you couldn't have picked up another CCTV camera when that car was literally probably the only car on the road. You know what I mean? So something. So either I I always thought it was either done by a someone who was just ready to get rid of those things, but they didn't want to launch a full investigation at least to the public because you remember the the mystery there's no one who's actually tied to the georgia guidestones it's all a mystery on who actually paid for it and sponsored it and uh, they have some speculations and people have researched it or it was a planned event to kind of show what we're getting ready to go into and you know even more frightening think about how when moses came down because they akin that to the ten commandments guys the the new world orders ten commandments is what they akin the this guidestone suit. And remember when Moses came down, he busted them. That's right. So think about that. Right. That's kind of creepy. The, yeah. The, so uh, comparison and the, yeah. Uh, what was it? Mimicking. Um, yeah. Like, trying to copy it. Yeah. Yeah. So the, be, if we see another set of guidestones erected somewhere, that's going to be crazy. I'm going to be like, uh oh, it's about to, it's about to get crazy. I got a good question here from Caesar it says, can you get your soul back by cutting off your right hand if you take the mark of the beast? 
you know, taking the mark of the beast is a spiritual decision. That's right. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a dark rebirth yeah. of your spirit. Okay, taking mm-hmm. off your hand. I know some people. Oh, you know, cut your right hand or cut your pluck out your eye. Jesus, nope. if your eye offends you, cut your cut off your cut off your hand. If your hand offends you, okay, if it offends you, okay, not offending God. If it offends you, all right. That's right. So yeah, that's yeah. not what it's all about. I don't know who believes that crap. When you receive the mark of the beast, you totally just. You know, give the middle finger to God, and you are married to the devil at that yeah. point. Okay, I mean, it, it, it'd, be, it'd be like my, it'd be like if I was with a girl and she dumped me to go marry another guy, and she took his ring, and and then she came back to me and married him, came back to me and say, "Hey, you know what? I don't want to be with no, I don't want to be with him no more. Let me make it up to you. I'll cut my finger off." It's like they ain't yeah. gonna do nothing to me. You still betrayed me. Yeah, you know. All right. You know, I always thought it was kind of interesting because when you go back to the garden about, you know, the seed and the promised seed and how he'll bruise his heel, but he'll crush his head. Right. I think it's really interesting because we see that Jesus was the promised seed, the seed of promise. Right. We we read about that in Galatians being fulfilled and it's we have eternal life and a seal. Right. A seal by the Holy Spirit of promise. And then you have the fulfillment of the other seed, the Antichrist. And just like how there's the false trinity, you have also a picture that's very real of an eternal seal, but one of the covenant with death, you know, and that's, that's just crazy when you think about it. Cause it's like, Whoa, you know, thank God we're sealed in life, but Amen. you know, whoo. Man, yeah. I don't Again, even like thinking about the other one. We're in a different dispensation at that point. There's no turning back. Once you get the mark, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Let's see here. This is from uh, Spud. Question, will World War Three happen before or after the rapture? Um, World War Three, I believe, will happen. Here's the thing. They may declare World War Three. Mm-hmm. All right. They can declare it. You know, they declared it when they went into Germany, when Germany Germany invaded Poland mm. back for World War II. They declared it. Okay, that's when they said that's when it started. Now, back then, did they think that's when it – did they say, hey, World War II started, we're, we're going into Poland now? No, I think back that retro, when they looked at back in the retro way, they said, you know, this is probably where World War II started, okay, when Germany started invading Poland, okay? So right now they can say World War Three started with Russia invading Ukraine. Okay, three four years from now they might say that. So it's kind of hard to say exactly when World War Three will start. But I do believe when the nukes come, we're gone. That's definitely the beginning of World War Three. But as far as World War Three, when they write in the history books years from now, okay, it's probably going to be when when um russia invaded invaded ukraine or something like that more than likely so according to, according to their information it probably already started yeah. however however they're going to record it but that's but it's pointless because all what, what we're looking for are the nukes right now the nukes coming <laughs> down, right yeah they can announce it that's a great great outlook on that bob they can announce it it can officially start we could still be here but it's about when the nukes start start going mm-hmm. at that point, right? 
Yep. Good. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got a question here from Gracie. How did sin first originate in heaven in Satan and the fallen angels? Well, the darkness was already in Satan. You know, and that's a great question. The Bible says it was already in them. You know, they had free will. They can choose. They made a horrible decision. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys want to elaborate on that. But uh Yeah, I mean Go yeah. ahead, Greg. No, I mean basically the the origination in in heaven, that that's about pride, right? I think it, yep. it started yep. with Amen. Satan's pride. Take the words right out of my mouth. About you know, Satan really just means adversary. There, are, the angels all have yeah. names, but you know, the the point is, uh, Lucifer. If we we want to go there, he had pride in his heart. That's when sin started in heaven. Yeah. Don't forget, God has to is going to create a new heaven and a new earth. Mm. And Amen. End, because uh, what happened in heaven? The yeah. original sin actually started there. It didn't actually yeah. happen in the garden. It happened in heaven when pride came in the hearts of the fallen of the angels who uh, rebelled against God. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, God said, behold, I make all things new again. So it's going to happen. We're going to have that new heavens and new earth. And I'm super excited about that. And I took the words right out of my mouth, Greg. <laughs> that's exactly what I was that's thinking right. too. I was like, man, that's spot on. Amen. This was from Denise. Could the sun be the lake of fire? since there will be no need of it when Jesus Christ will one day be the light of the world. Um, you know, it's, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I think it's a great theory that, um, you know, that's the sun is like a fire. It makes sense to me, you know, but, uh, I don't really know for sure. I remember, uh, the book of Enoch talked about the lake of fire when he saw this all columns of smoke mm-hmm. coming, column, columns of fire yeah. going up. It's a very fearful place, and that's what we see on the sun, these uh, columns of fire, you know. So, uh, Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, yeah. It, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting so. to think. I mean, uh, my quick thought on it is, you know, it's it's a different abode. It's a different area that is unseen. The sun is something that is in the physical realm, physical area. I mean, it's possible that it is, you know, the area or section in which the lake of fire is. Um, but it would be an unseen, unseen area, unseen thing. Um, I believe it's a different dimension. Um, mm-hmm. So that's my thought on it. Yeah. yeah maybe Probably uh, where they get the ideas for things like uh, that stranger thing show, you yeah. know, that, that veil and that, I only seen a little bit of it a long time ago, guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> you know that that's a creepy show. Don't ever watch that, by the way. Definitely wicked. But it just shows you that the the occultists and the makers of our television shows know exactly what's the spiritual world, the death, the destruction. You know that whole premise. I never seen past the second season because that was a long time ago when I seen it. Um, before I was born again, but uh, just had to throw that little disclaimer out. But it was uh, definitely shows you that they know that they're trying to open a doorway because the whole point of that show was opening a doorway, splitting the veil, and letting things come traverse through. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know that that's kind of creepy to think about. But yeah, you know, I didn't think about it from that perspective, Greg. Yeah, it 
definitely probably is something that's going to be new to us at least to see. Because mm-hmm. yeah, the Enoch that's a that's a wild wild book. I tell you, this from Sweetie Pie says, "Do you guys did you guys see the recent Project Blue being mocking the Rapture uh, by trying to replicate uh, practicing balls of light going up into the sky at night?" I'll send you the video. Please yeah, send. I can see. Uh, I think Project Blue Beam, you know, that Project Evacuation, you know, this could be it too. You yep. know, when they send all the balls of light up to the sky. Yeah. You know, there there are videos gonna... that came out um, of the Revelation Road where they did that. Uh, yep. That could have been predictive programming. I mean, I've used that video a bunch of times, you know, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, from a secular standpoint, from different, uh, you know, when I was doing a lot of research on Project Blue Beam, that is actually something that I feel like has been more recently added into the lore behind Project Blue Beam, I guess you could say, is they're actually now starting to include the rapture. And they actually call it the rapture by name. So, But we all knew that they were going to try to add in this particular aspect because how else are they going to explain away the rapture. I mean, they're literally talking about explaining it away by its own name. So it's just, it's crazy. That's why, uh, Roman 12, two guys do not be conformed to the patterns of the world, right? But be renewed by, uh, the renewing of your mind. Be, be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we definitely got to keep our minds on the Lord Jesus Christ because they're going to try to twist these concepts and if if you start giving too much ear or credence to what they're saying you might start feeling a weird certain way about the rapture and that's not good so it's just good to stay away from that kind of aspect yeah the other thing too is um you know do they what if the rapture resurrection event happens just we just disappear and that's it no lights go in the sky no fireworks no nothing we're just gone but now they're like okay the christians are all gone but Nobody on earth saw it. What do we do? Hey, run this fake rapture so that way they could people could see it, people going up, so that way it aligns with our story that yeah. the, the 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 alien ships came and got them. Okay, but there, if we just disappear and that's it, then they're not they're not gonna be able to sell that story, that book, Project Evacuation, and the whole idea because. They're like, no, I didn't see nobody go up into the sky. The guy just disappeared. Okay, <laughs> so what do you mean? I, I don't believe you guys when you tell me a bunch of motherships came and took them away because they're not going to come. They're not going to conform with our next level evolution here on the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think perhaps maybe this is why Michael, they're they're practicing this simulator right now, yeah. so that way yeah. they can show something to help. Sell their exactly. narrative. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even think of, I mean, it might be stretching it, but think about those giant drone shows that they've been experimenting with in oh, those different those. companies. Yeah. So, I mean, some of those are extremely elaborate. And you know what's interesting and just throwing this out there alongside the drone show is that I was uh, watching a, a principle about holographic technology and how they would have to be able to make it work and how it would need lasers and lights and making a grid and all this stuff and a median. So you'd need like the atmosphere and they're like, so we would need like these parallel and converging, you know, lines and all this. And you know what popped into my mind? 
Starlink. Oh, it's like, oh man, that's like exactly the formation they would need to use the lasers. And if you look at it, they actually talk about how they use lasers to communicate back and forth between each satellite link. So I was like, oh, there might be some holographic technology preparation taking place, guys. Just so you know. Wow. Didn't yeah, even think about that. Let me on that. That's interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I seen that. I was like, oh, they sounds like they might actually have everything in place already, guys, yeah, to be and, able to make this work. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, Musk is also very much a proponent of the uh, neural champion. Right? Neuralink. Remember? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, isn't that what they call it? The the chip in the brain. Neuralink. Yep. Yep. Neuralink. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. wore the devil's champion outfit, remember? So, yeah, so we know exactly what side. Keeping an eye on him. Well, speaking of keeping an eye on him, we, we have uh, a very interesting guest next week. Uh, should we still be here, right? Dr. Joy, Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh. She's got uh, her research and uh, she's done a number of books. One of them, Eden, The Knowledge of Good and Evil. Uh, 666, and she's uh, has beguiled uh, Eden to go, um, Eden to Armageddon, a number of volumes on that. Uh, Antichrist, the cloned image of Jesus Christ. Um, very interesting research she's done. Uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, to actually interview her a number of years back on a podcast okay. I was a part of, and uh, she's going to share her uh, her research and uh, get a little bit. With all this talk about uh, the coronation of King Charles, she has a different perspective, let's put it that way, on who might possibly be the Antichrist. But obviously, we don't get too too wrapped up into that area, but I think you'll find her work very intriguing. So if we are to be here, don't miss it. Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh, and she's going to bring, uh, bring her research to uptime. All right, folks, awesome. uh, we're going to close this out. And uh, we thank you all again for coming on with us to another uptime community. And uh, God bless you all. And uh, Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Amen. God bless. God bless. <laughs>